It's no guests, just fodder on today's That's So Retrograde. What's up, everyone? Here we are with a very special episode of That's So Retrograde. I'm Stephanie Simbari. I'm Elizabeth Cott. And here we have today just us two. Hey. No guest. A special episode with just roses and thorns. Which is the game we like to play with all of our guests. Roses and thorns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The game is we just highs and lows. Yeah. Life. (laughs) Personal, cultural, whatever the case may be. It's just like a really nice reflective game. And I just feel like there's a lot to reflect on right now. Yeah, we just got out of retrograde. We're all still kind of getting our shit together. And there's just tons of madness in and around us. Um, I can start with a personal rose or thorn. Or what would you like to start with? I would love you to start with a personal rose or thorn, Stephanie. I just want to start with a personal thorn, which is that my bowels aren't working correctly. Uh Uh-oh. I just want to get that off off the top of the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. Listen, this is the tone of the show. We're going to go right into my bowels, and then we're going to end with some, you know, racial, cultural commentary. Perfect. I think that... Just what people want to hear from us. All works out perfectly. Um, But on the rose side of that thorn is that today I'm going to see our friend Fatima Lowe-Williams, who's on a previous episode. That was one of my favorite episodes. That was a great episode. On colonic. She's going to stick a water tube up my butt and we're going to get it popping. And we're going to be live periscoping from it. Oh my god. My brother did take a video of his last colonic and it's like, wait for it, wait for it. And then like a poop comes shooting out of the tube. I will tell you this. Fatima does have a mirror set up. Yeah, I, he, that's where the video is from. Like, aptly placed so you can watch it all come out. It's amazing. I'm so excited. I just feel like if you don't know your poop, you don't know yourself. Truth speak. Somebody fight with me on that. <laughs> Somebody challenge me. Come at me. You can tweet st- at Steph Zimbari at So Retrograde. If you guys want to see a picture of my poop, I'll DM it to you on Twitter. Snapchat that. <laughs> on that note, I have a... A personal rose. Please talk to me about it. Kind of on the fashion end of things, because you know that's how my brain works nine to five. So weird. If you were to tell me, like, I have a rose, I'd be like, no way it's going to be in fashion. (laughs) No way. Um, So I, after like a two-year-long search, with summer just hitting off this weekend, I've found the perfect pair of jean shorts. Oh my God, stop the presses. Congratulations. I know. Non-camel toe jean shorts. They're perfect. Wow. I found them at a thrift store because I have a bit of trouble kind of shelling out a lot of money for a ripped denim situation. Is it because of what they are or because you feel like you can never get the proper fit even for the cost? Both. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, no, I think a jean short is a staple. Okay. So you got to have it in your wardrobe. Remember where you heard that first. Guys, Closet Rich presents (laughs) jean shorts. But, you know, I just have, it's hard for me to find ones that fit. I've got like a little bit of a tush. Big booty. Um, Don't minimize it. You got that booty, girl. I'm five feet tall. You Uh know, it's just like proportionally a denim short has just historically been a challenge for me to find. Mm -hmm. So I went to one of my favorite thrift stores here in Los Angeles. Name it. Jet Rag. Okay. On La Brea. And Willoughby. And I uh, took 
took in the time, put in the man hours. It's about 45 minutes. Tried on, there's a lot of denim that can be tried on in 45 minutes. A lot of dirty, dirty, dirty used thrift store denim. So my rose is these shorts that I found for like 18 bucks. Stoked. Thorn, the process, literally the most disgusting thing ever. How many pairs of underwear did you wear? I only had one. It was like an impromptu trip. Just one trip. thin piece one of cotton? One lace. Have you gotten tested since you got those shorts? I haven't, but wow, Stephanie Simbari, getting on that Segway train. <laughs> because this is a Roses and Thorns show, so Stephanie and I are kind of bringing to the table some Roses and Thorns that have hit us, kind of like newsworthy things that have come across our the computer first, screens. <laughs> the first of which is Elizabeth not having a camel toe, obviously. Obviously. And me taking clean poops. But moving on. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, to that, that STD segue, Planned Parenthood. Oh my God, I love this. This is actually amazing. I love this. It's Postmates for your pussy. Planned Parenthood has developed an app, California specific. Of course. In which you can, through the app, Request an STD test kit. To be sent to your home, okay? They send you the kit, you pee on a stick, you put it back in the mail, and then if you have something, they send you your drugs to your house. They'll know that they call in the prescription or they help you make an appointment to where like you have to go if you have to go get an injection or whatever the case may be. Ooh. They help you out. <laughs> it's just like no more excuses. I think this is so funny because there's so many people I talk to like, I haven't been tested in two years. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Get tested, guys. Two years. Buy yearly on, on this for me. The only except, I mean, I get tested like seven times a month because <laughs> I'm a psychopath. But, um, and that's an exaggeration, but I do do it a lot. I'm, I'm just really into my gynecologist touch. Yeah, no. well, now um, you can just, you know, handle it. Yourself. Through the post office. I love that. School. I mean, the only thing about it that is a little bit jarring is like there is something comforting about having another human being like, Okay, we're going to – everything looks good. Your cervix looks amazing. And then – I don't know if you guys, this gyno says that to you. But Our gyno. Humble brag over Stephanie here. Stephanie and I share a gyno. Stephanie – this gyno of ours was on Stephanie's reality show. He told me my cervix looks like it's young enough to be cast in a CW show. So, get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so I, – I what if you get their results back and you're like, oh, man, you've gonorrhea, and there's no person being like – Hey man, it's okay. This happens to the best of us, you know. That's when you Google it and just lose your mind. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's even farther down the rabbit hole. It needs to be someone looking you in the eyes and being like, "You're not alone. A lot of dirty bitches get chlamydia, and it's easy to fix with one small shot in your butt." Do you know what? Or a pill. One pill a day for chlamydia. But um, our OBGYN said that if he sees a new patient who's like 60 years old. And he, they're just going through medical history. She'll be like, well, I had chlamydia, you know, when I was 25 or whatever. He, like, says, good for you. <laughs> like, it means you were having fun. You yeah, live. Yeah, he high-fived me when I told him I had some, maybe might have had some unprotected sex one time. And he's like, good for you. Oh, my God. Like, thanks for the support. That's so great and also so bad. So wrong. Oops. Yeah. I mean, I just started using condoms when I got a boyfriend. It's very backwards. That's that's interesting. The thing is, it's just you don't want to kill a baby of someone that you really care about. Oh. So <laughs> that's... That totally makes sense, actually. You know, if it's a random person, you're like, get that fucking thing out of me. But if you care about the person, you're like, we well, you could have a cute thing. Hopefully yeah, my mom will be down I to like take care that. of it, you know? 
Absolutely. She needs something to do. Speaking of our pussies. Oh, yes. This, this thing is this. a shift, a tonal shift right Tonal here. shift. Get ready. Okay, we're going to, we ready? One, two, three, and Serious vibe tone. change. Yeah. Um, so there was an article that came out in Vice recently mm-hmm. about this young woman based here in Los Angeles who is suing Kotex mm-hmm. after she acquired toxic shock syndrome. Did you guys know you could get toxic shock That's syndrome? That's still a thing. That's not just a weird thing that they mentioned to us once when we were in fifth grade learning about our periods. Yeah. It's an actual thing. She, it's a really horrific tale that she tells with such strength in this article, but she ended up having to lose a leg because of the infection that came on because of her tampon usage. And really, it's the chemicals that these manufacturers are using, the synthetic fibers, Basically, they become like a petri dish for breeding a bacterial infection because of the chemicals used in the non-organic tampons. Right. Apparently, like we all have like a small degree of like staph bacteria in our body, and it it just depends on like the high levels. If it starts to get toxic, is where it starts to get dicey. But the something about the mixture of that bacteria plus the the chemical compound in the tampon makes it like. An actual breeding like ground. Like a hotbed for, yeah. for this to potentially happen. And I think it, the article said that 20% of people have this bacteria yeah. in them. So yeah. the likelihood of this happening is actually quite high. Yeah. And the languaging on the box and the warning, it doesn't really, it kind of glazes over the severity of this. Like, I remember hearing this as like, don't leave your tampon in too long. But like, they say it so casually. They're just like, well, you know, more than four hours or eight hours, you can get toxic shock. But then I've also heard people be like, it doesn't matter. I leave my tampon in for 12 hours at a time. Like, people are so frivolous with with that information. If anything, this article was A, such a great reminder of that. And B, Stephanie, I know you and I had the discussion. I know you don't use... Um, store brand tampons. I use organic tampons, and I also never, ever sleep in a tampon. Elizabeth, on the other hand. <clears throat> I, I do Playtex. She's I... shoving Playtex up there and sleeping in it for days. <laughs> I mean, you know this girl. She naps for days. She doesn't you know do anything me. but sleep. <laughs> um, but just funny because, you know, I think of you as a person who takes care of a lot of areas of your body oh, yeah. in a lot of specific Especially ways. Especially that area. Yeah, I mean, it's vajazzled right now. <laughs> it's shining with a <laughs> glimmery heart. But but I feel like the, the information of, like, organic tampons being 100% cotton with no chemicals in them is, like, very important to acknowledge. What brand do you use? Just out of It's called NatraCare. Sponsored by NatraCare. That's so retrograde. They have tampons. They also they have ones with applicators, ones without applicators. I prefer a non-applicator tampon also for the environment. Yeah. Wash your hands before you put anything up there, though. Um, and after goes without saying. Yeah, and or whatever. After is kind of not as important as before, if you ask me. <laughs> um, no one high five Stephanie ever. <laughs> and they also make pads, and you know, some people use a diva cup, Can but we I'm not talk vibing about on the that. Diva cup, it's terrifying looking. Yeah, diva cup, and is... also it's called a diva cup. What the fuck? It's for divas. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Oh, okay. Sorry, um, you're not quite a diva yet. Yeah. You're more of like... I, if, I have, if my only option is to use a diva cup, I'd rather not be a diva because it's so Does gross. that mean you, like, license to be super bitchy and, like, ask for, like, vanilla-scented candles everywhere like, you go? Yes. Awesome. But you know what that is, right? Should we not talk about it? What? The diva cup? You know what it is. 
Yeah, I've heard of it, but like I know what it looks like in my head. It's, it's like a it's a small cup, and they put you put it inside your vagina. What's the what's the the that hole called? Is that your actual vagina? Okay, cool, great, <laughs> perfect. Didn't know. Maybe it was the the yeah. I don't trying know. to get all scientific. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. You put it up there, and then you basically this is so disgusting, and I'm so sorry if you're a man and you're listening to this. No, but this it's I happening. feel like all guys need to know about this. You put the cup in there, and the cup captures all of the runoff <laughs> well played and um then then a couple every couple hours you pull the cup out and you pour it down the Disgusting. toilet wash the cup off and put it back in that is literally the opposite of being a diva it's a yeah it's a, a diva would never change <laughs> would her own it, diva, a diva cup would have someone else do it for <laughs> yeah Right? Non-diva cup. Ugh. Ugh. In these trenches. It's like a plebeian cup to me. My God. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I don't want to get involved with that. Okay. So the point of the story is change but your less, tampon. But it creates less waste. And this is a big thing yeah. is the amount of byproduct from like the applicators and plastic creates so much trash. I would be curious. We should find this and put this on, on the website. How much waste is created by tampons every year? We can get that fact. I bet that's a lot. And pads? Damn, that's so much material. What, when do you ever need a pad that stretches from above your pussy to behind your butt? When you're older. When you're sleeping? Ah, uh, that's true. Good calling. Fine, when you're sleeping. But not when you're out and about during the day. Truth. God. Unless you have a giant vagina. The average woman throws away 250 to 300 pounds of pads, plugs, and applicators in her lifetime. Yeah, well, let's bring back diapers. What are we doing here, guys? I mean, I think that's the pad situation. I think, I think bed rest for the menstruating woman, if you're menstruating, you don't have to go to work for a week. Stephanie for president. 2015. <laughs> Done. Um, yeah, I just, this story was very horrific, obviously, but the thing I like is that it has kind of al- allowed for a conversation to spark not only that of knowing that this is like an actual thing although rare but it's something that should be we should be educated on and to that we should be more conscious of what we put in our bodies always not just in your mouth also down there right and that applies across the board not just when it comes to periods but like anything right yes cool (laughs) glad we can all agree um, let's move on to another hot can I topic. In, can I interject with another personal rose? Of course. This is the Roses and Thorns show. Okay. Next personal rose for me, Steph, is I bought a new yoga mat. Ooh. Hashtag self-care. Yeah. Self-care. Um, it's made from 100% recyclable material. Um, it's jade yoga. They make really good mats. They're super sticky, um, and, but they don't smell like chemically. And um, it's bright orange, and I'm super excited because I feel like part of the reason why I don't like practice yoga in my home or stretch around by myself is just because I don't have a good mat. And like a simple quick fix is like just doing that. Yeah. So I'm excited. It can kind of just like excite you about getting to it. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, fun orange mat. I'm going to go do some stretching. So I'd I'd like to just take a minute to thank our sponsors, Jade Yoga Mats, Mm -hmm. Diva Cups, Mm -hmm. and Jet Rag Vintage. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that it so far? Also, um, I ate buffalo cauliflower from Sage Vegan Bistro in Echo Park. So good. And Next level. I just want to say, I'm sorry, Air One, but a new sheriff's in town. (laughs) (laughs) A new flash fried cauliflower buffalo sauce. With a vegan ranch on the side (laughs) is taking over. Is this relevant to our Midwestern listeners? 
I don't know. Why don't we provide a, a recipe for vegan buffalo cauliflower on the website? That would be a rose. Okay. There you guys I'd go. I'd like to make that. You're welcome. Thanks, Steph. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, this next story was just kind of in our faces, and I feel as if it was – there's everything's already been said, and it, it's – there's so many topics it hits, but – I'm almost scared to broach it. Let's just dive right in. Okay, guys. Rachel Dolezal. Is it Dolezal? Is it Dolezal? Is it Dolezal? We don't even know, but... Rachel, do you know what race you are, Zal? That works, too. So, (laughs) we know that this woman who was a president of the Spokane chapter of the NAACP, uh, fighting a spokesperson, you know, mouthpiece for the black community comes out that she's white. Mm-hmm. It was not her choice to reveal this information. Right. And I think that that is one element to the story that's very interesting. I think we should start there. Okay. So this ties in for us because we are Rose DuJour, the reveal of Caitlyn Jenner from last week or two weeks ago. Um, you know, that was a really highly calculated reveal of somebody passing as one thing versus another. Saying, so a lot of people are calling Rachel transracial. Now, whether or not that's a thing is kind of a side to this conversation, which is that Caitlyn Jenner made the choice, Bruce Jenner made the choice to transition to Caitlyn Jenner publicly and talk about it and own his own narrative. And because of that, we've decided that it's cool and we respect his courage and his bravery and her courage and her bravery because Speaking of Caitlin. because she decided. Now, if if Bruce had never made this thing public, and he, and it had just been something that someone was chasing down, he might be made into a pariah in the same way that Rachel Dolezal had because the narrative is in the hands of somebody else. Exactly, and I think that that's such an interesting point to this whole thing is that. She didn't have the luxury of controlling her story. Of controlling the story. So now it's easy for everyone to be like, not understanding where she's coming from. Like there's fingers. There's no background on her. It's now she's doing like a backtracking work of explaining herself. Yeah, and it's like not cute. It's the whole thing is really messy. Um, But see, I don't really feel like I'm in a position to comment on like her choices because. I understand the argument against it. I'm not a part of the community that is, like, shaming her. Right. But I think the the thing that puts a bad taste in people's mouths is just any time, and it happens so consistently, any time someone in a place of authority is has been deceiving people. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of disconcerting. And especially in the role that she had in such a prestigious organization, there's just a lot of elements that can get people really heated. So I understand the upset. It's just like such an interesting parallel. I guess my rose on it would just be that, to me it says that there's, if a white woman is saying she feels more comfortable being black, then what does that say about the black community? It, to me, is like an empowerment kind of move. Like, for her, she's like, it's better for me. Yeah. So that's like and I don't think a kind of rose. I think you just need to live in your truth, but what is your truth? But then the thorn is like, yeah. Yeah, the thorn is like her 
maybe just doing it for the wrong reasons. But then she's only doing good things, I think. Except for I read an article yesterday that said she was, like, shaming people. I don't know. I just would be interested in what kind of leader she was. Like, were people super into her? Were people, like, stoked on her practices, on the thing? Were they inspired by what she said? Like, what kind of leader was she within the community? I think that would say a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's just one of those things that was this week in particular was just, we were so inundated with this story. And I don't think there's really any way for us to like get inside of her head and understand why she was doing it. And I feel, I I honestly don't feel like I can speak too much on the issue because I feel like I'm just going to be another voice who doesn't understand. Right. You know what I mean? And that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is juicy though. These things just, you can't, you can't make this shit up. It's just so, you know, it's like, what the fuck? You know. I'm very curious about what people think if, like, if she'd controlled her own narrative, how different would it be? What if she yeah, was like... if she came... I, that's what I'm saying. I think if she came forward and was like, I have something to reveal, this has been within me for so long, as spokesperson for the NAACP... Actually, I was born a white female, and this yeah. has been my experience. If the if if it had been framed in that way, yeah. would we be saying, "Wow, like what an inspiring story"? It's so cool that she related to this culture and really like took action towards it. I don't know. Yeah. So that's the name of that tune. Really begs the question. It really does on media. Sure does. I mean, the first day, it was just all this shaming narrative, and I was like, I'm not even going to read this because it's not going to paint any kind of picture of anything that I can grab onto. It's just, if I were to grab onto all of this, it would be, it would be me just feeding into the culture of, of, like, whatever journalism is today. Two other things I'm excited about to grab onto. What? Moving forward, we have two roses to look forward to in the future. What? One. Lunch. Well, three things. Lunch. <laughs> Yeah. And then in 2020, we're going to have a female. The first female is going to be on a $10 bill. On this podcast. In 2020. Yeah. Cannot wait. Wait, is that um, true? That's yeah. so cool. Who's it going to be? Hillary? Eleanor Roosevelt. They haven't decided. That's Stephanie so- Simbari. It's going to be me. <laughs> Guys. Um, can they put two girls on it? <laughs> and then in 2018, they are banning... In three years, trans fats will be banned as ingredients being allowed to use in the United States. That's a really big deal. Whoa. I mean, I already thought they were banned, but yay. But I kind of love this uh, because there's been a lot of that. The chemicals that are consist within these trans fats that are used in so many store-bought foods as preservatives... um, a lot of those have been linked to obesity, and people have been saying that for years. And finally, the FDA is owning up to that and claiming them unsafe for consumption. What the fuck? Now they're letting us know that? I mean... But I think it's a great thing that it's got three years left, trannies. Transies. Uh, too soon. <laughs> I thought trans was in. <laughs> no, but fat is never in. That's you know true. what I mean? That's true. Just kidding. Did you just, do you want to talk about trans fat just because of Rachel Joel's health? <laughs> yes. <laughs> on, on that trans tip. Um, okay, I feel like we've covered a lot of stuff There's here. Some roses, some thorns, some roses from the thorns, some thorns from the roses. Oh, oh, one last thing, you guys. Um, so we consulted our favorite life coach, Ryan Weiss. 
Do you guys remember him? Can He's, I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. Okay, so we consulted Ryan Weiss, and he um, gave us a mantra for this week, which beautifully coincides with the new moon vibes of Gemini, yes. which is all about new energy. I consulted one of my favorite weekly astrology newsletters this week evolutionary astrologist named Christina Fontana and we'll we've tweeted some of her stuff before on so retrograde Twitter but we'll provide a link to her as well one thing that's interesting is every month the moon is in a new new sign excuse me a little tickle in my throat this week we got a new moon in Gemini and Mars is in Gemini as well and Mars is the planet of initiation it's a cosmic push for action so if anybody has been marinating on an idea or wanting to move forward with anything cosmically, now is the time to do so, to take action. And um, Ryan Weiss's mantra that he gave us to our dear listeners this week Do something. Do something. Do anything. You know, I think that a lot of us who work for... Just with work, I think, at least I've personally been feeling this a lot lately, like so inundated with a to-do list a mile long that it's almost paralyzing. So one thing I find that helps is just doing the littlest thing, whether it's hanging up clothes or like sending an email or making sure I know what's in my calendar. Just like any little thing that kind of ultimately leads to the greater goal is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. So that can kind of help calm the nerves. Or maybe you've been thinking of taking a trip or buying a new yoga mat or asking a guy out who you think is cute or that'd be fun. I don't have that. Not asking guys out and letting them ask you out. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's (laughs) saying yes to the person that asks you out. Yes. That's something. Um, Drinking more water. Always do that. I'm just saying do something good for yourself. Yes, exactly. So the mantra. Get a vagina steam. Also, the Britney Spears song is Do Something. Is that a song? Yeah. What is, how does it go? It's like, why don't you do something? Oh, right. It was well, during like a dark Britney phase for her. All Britney phases are dark. Uh, do something. I just, hurt, to that I just song. hurt the people in this room. I just it's actually fine. hurt them. It's fine. But so we're kind of ta- off on a tangent, but what we are do something for this month for this summer. Oh, yeah. We, Stephanie and I, have decided that we are going to hold ourselves accountable. For the original promise that we made. And that is to volunteer. Mm -hmm. Give back. Well, I'm definitely going to do the thing with the old people, but also I'm going to be hosting um, a Sola Food Corp event in the beginning of August. What's that? Uh, Sola is an organization that... um, they're basically bringing, like, organic food to, like, urban areas. Oh, great. And, like, bringing farmer's markets, like, south of Crenshaw, basically, and, like, making it accessible for people in, like, lower socio- socioeconomic areas to, like, have access to clean food and clean water and, like, Hugely are important. educated. So I'm hosting that. That's great. Which will be fun. And you want to volunteer with old folks, right? I just want to, like, make jewelry with old ladies. Is yeah. that too much to ask? I'm going to hold you accountable to that. Okay. Um, I want to hear some stories. Yeah. It's really for me. Get, you, just, you just need some, you just need to know it's all going to be okay. I just need some friends. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. 
but I'll let everybody know, and I would love for our listeners to get involved. Do one thing. You don't have to, like, make a full commitment if that seems so scary. Just, like, a baby step into doing something for someone else. But, like, honestly, you're doing it for yourself. That was our first ever Roses and Thorns episode. Loved it. Loved it. Rose, this episode. Definitely. Did you guys love it? Let us know. Let us know. Tweet us at So Retrograde. What's your rose or thorn? Mm-hmm. Comment on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Facebook, even not, even though neither of us are going to check that. Check it. Or still post on it. <laughs> we'll check it if you do. Yes, exactly. This has been such a fun show. Steph, I'm so happy you're, you're back and doing the damn thing. We're here for you guys. Are you here for me, too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm cool. here for everyone. Oh, thanks. I'm just holding space. Appreciate it. Happy new moon in Gemini. Bye. Bye.